Welcome back to Jesus Speaks Farsi. And today we have a different kind of episode because we are celebrating our one year anniversary from when we first started recording the episodes and speaking to some of our Iranian friends. Today will be me and Dara Lynn recapping what we've done in the past year and what we're looking forward to in the next year. And unfortunately, our other co-host, Jen, cannot join us today. She's had a family emergency and they're going through some health issues. So if you could please keep Jen and her family in your prayers, we would greatly appreciate that. Dara Lynn, welcome back. And uh, we've been doing this for about a year now. How does it feel that we're a, a year on to Jesus Speaks Farsi? It really feels like we just started, Joe. Like it's a little surreal to be at this point. Just thinking back to all the conversations that we've had and all the time we've spent <laughs> discussing um, what we're going to talk about. And But um, yeah, it feels good. It feels good to it be does. 12 months in. Yeah, one year old birthday. And there has been so many listeners um, who have been encouraged. We were unsure how many people would be interested in the church in Iran and everything God is doing there. But there are many, many people from all over the world listening to Jesus Speaks Farsi. And if you are one of those people and you enjoy these episodes, please share them with a friend or a family member. Uh, but before we go into a quick recap of the year, we just want to point out from the last two episodes, we spoke to Kayvan and to Ruzbe about what's currently happening inside Iran. And uh, that is still happening. There are people still going out onto the streets protesting, uh, young women mainly leading this movement, asking for freedom and justice. And uh, we spoke to Ruzbe the other week about prayer yeah, Joe, that was such a great interview with Ruzbe. I was so encouraged um, with what he shared. What what was it that stood out to you from that conversation that you had with him? Yeah, it's it's quite amazing because I speak to a lot of Iranian people and so many of them are, I don't think confused is the right word, but like sad and upset at the current regime, which has it's been there for 40 years. But um, they're seeing their countrymen and women being killed and put in prison and you know, the mix of anger and protest and uh, all these different emotions. And yet Ruzbe was talking about prayer and how effective it is and how the church is growing and <clears throat> very upbeat. You know, he was real about it too. You know, there were some days when he, he didn't feel like praying. It encouraged me that prayer does help. Um, and uh, I still have my own questions about prayer. You know, does prayer really change things? And you know, on uh, on further thinking about it, you know, prayer doesn't change everything to the way I want it to be. But I do think prayer has a massive impact. And if if the church in Iran is anything to go by, I think we can safely say that the the prayers of people from around the world have really affected uh, the church in Iran. And I've heard just a few stories in the last couple of weeks as well about how that continues to happen despite the protests, despite everything going on. There's people coming to Christ and reading the Bible, all this kind of stuff. So I was encouraged by Ruzbe, but yeah, I'm still still got my own questions about prayer, why God seems to answer some prayers and doesn't answer others. Sure, sure. I think and if, as I've thought about that and listened to that conversation, I did find myself being reminded of, I think, something that I heard years ago about how, you know, we certainly pray for specific things and want God to to do those things for us. Um, but that really, I think as I've gotten older, I think more about prayer as in, um, 
as I pray, I'm being brought more into alignment with what God wants. And it's, you know, less about, and this feels, maybe this feels cliche. I don't know, but less about what I want him to accomplish and more about what he's accomplishing in me and how he's bringing my perspective and my will and my desires in alignment with his. And um, so anyway, that's something that I found myself thinking about after that conversation um, that you have with Ruse Bay. But yeah, and I think I think to go along with that is the ultimate will of God is is his kingdom on earth. You know, sure. Jesus said, pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so, you know, that's what we're all looking for. But then when you talk about nations and governments and it's so easy to get off track that bringing in a better government or bringing in a better mm -hmm, political mm -hmm. party is going to bring the kingdom of God. Whereas sure. I'm just reminded our our number one job as Christians is to, you know, glorify God and bring his kingdom to earth. Uh, yeah. And yeah. that just looks like loving people and caring for people and helping people and and telling them about the hope and love of Jesus. So I was encouraged. And, um, you know, when I sit on my uh, sit on my own and pray for Iran on the other side of the world and wonder, is it really helping people? Mm. I, I think it is. I, mm. I, I really think it is. So it's encouraged me to continue to not just pray for Iran, but pray for other nations, family members, friends, and that the kingdom of God would grow. And mm. it's not a kingdom of this earth. It's a kingdom that is invisible to some, but for those who know it, just brings this hope and joy that is the best thing. So, yeah, it was it was a great chat. And uh, and uh, I'd like to speak to Ruse Bay a bit more about some of the things he said about prayer, because there were a few things I'm like, what do you really are you really convinced sure. of this? You know, but I think that's a, yeah. another discussion for another day. Yeah. Yeah. Which hopefully we can maybe have some of those conversations next year. So looking back over the last year of Jesus Speaks Farsi, we have done three different series. We had a little break uh, to give you an update on what was going on in Iran these, this last month. But the series we've done so far is persecution in Iran, women in Iran and the scriptures in Iran. Um, Darylin, what were a few highlights that you took away from the first series, persecution in Iran? Oh, um, I think one of the things, Joe, we just talked about this just a little bit ago, um, that that initial conversation with Farshid, um, I think was so impactful. And I know that's also been a, an episode that a lot of listeners have been, um, encouraged by and, but, um, the thing that he continued to mention just that, um, despite, you know, others kind of congratulating him on how faithful he had been, um, just that he continued to uh, to point back to to Jesus and his faithfulness um, being greater than his, and uh, that was yeah hugely impactful. I think too just the um, that overall message that um, like we talked about that Jesus is alive and that he um, is worth it, worth uh, worth sac self being you know sac sacrificing oneself and your happy not happiness but you know your um, your comfort, yeah, your yeah. comfort, your freedoms, um, that he is worth uh, all those things. Um, that was yeah, all. I think after all of the episodes in that persecution series were great and encouraging and challenging at the same time, but I, I've almost got Farshid's sentence like 
etched in my mind when he said his faithfulness was greater than mine. Yeah. And um, I, we do that as Christians. We kind of put certain people on a pedestal and almost make them saints and holier than thou. And sure. And Farshid would be one of those people that, you know, he served faithfully in prison for five years. He's came out, he's still serving and has so much good to say about the Lord and changing him. But the sentence that sticks with me is his faithfulness was greater than mine. And just a reminder that Jesus is the hero of the story. Mm -hmm. It's not Farshid. It's not Ladan or Anahita. It's Jesus that is building his church and he's using broken vessels just like Mm -hmm. us and Farshid to do it. And it's just really refreshing to hear Farshid give all the praise back to Jesus and just genuinely worshiping God for his faithfulness to him. So mm-hmm. I re- really enjoyed that. Uh, women in Iran, um, that's always been on my heart since I started working with the church in Iran to just see these incredibly powerful women. And even now in the last month with the 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 protests that are happening, mm-hmm. it's, it's being led by these young powerful women that have been oppressed and put down, yet they still cry out for freedom. Sure, um, sure. What are some of your thoughts that you uh, you took away from the women's series? You know, I, what comes to mind is that conversation that, um, that I had with Anahita and just some of the elements of her story that um, were hard for me to even process to, <laughs> or to wrap my head around, you know, the one, the part where she's, um, you know, being essentially smuggled through the woods uh, out of Iran and into Turkey and just her, um, yeah, I mean, really, there's just so much bravery um, in that. But then at the same time, she was very honest about her fear and about her, um, you know, I think emotions going back and forth between joy and fear. And that's, that's, that particular image just comes back to me when I think of, um, that particular series and how she really was full of so much joy as she shared her story. But there was also just the reality of, um, of hardship and what, what it costs for her, uh, as a woman to be, um, to become a Christian. And, um, so, but each of those women that we, that we talked to, I feel like each of them, I have just so much incredible respect for, um, but I'm also just really encouraged by how the Lord is, um, has rescued them and how he's using them in just incredibly powerful ways. Um, so yeah, that series was, yeah, I, um, I I was so, so encouraged because, um, you know, when the, these Iranian women, any, any woman really, but especially in a, in a country like Iran where women are forced to wear, clothing they don't want to wear a lot of them are forced to go into marriages they don't want to go into and uh, when they encounter jesus they just fall in love and they have all this hope and life and joy fill them up and i think of the images of those young women i see in the protests now you know fighting for freedom They're, they're really seeking true freedom um and I think which one of them is going to be, you know, a Ladan or a Bahar and go on to help lots of other women. And mm-hmm. I love that about the church in Iran as well. They um, they celebrate powerful women. Um, they're not intimidated. They see the image of God on these women and their qualities and what shines through. And they do great, great things for the Lord. And, you know, we, we see Iran in the news and 
the government trying to put women down. And you think of someone like Sarah that went to a city and planted seven churches as, as a single lady. And this is the power of Christ inside of her. And she just kept saying over and over, this is not me. This was Jesus mm-hmm. inside of mm-hmm. me. And and again, like, like far Sheed, his faithfulness was greater than mine. These women genuinely uh, believe that it is Jesus alive in them, that they are able to do these things. So inspiring to hear the stories of Iranian women rising up. Continue to pray for the women in Iran, especially those um, crying out for justice and trying to bring change. Uh, please pray for them. I just heard recently of a 16-year-old girl inside Iran that was put in prison for her faith. So the the stories are very real and happening. Please pray for those Christians inside Iran that are being persecuted for their faith and women that continue to be oppressed. And that brings us on to the third series we did this past year, which was the scriptures in Iran. Um, What were some takeaways from that, Daryl, that you remember? Well, that conversation that I had with Afshin was pretty um, incredible, (laughs) at least, I mean, just hearing from him and his insight into, um, I think, just that comparison of how the Western world sees scriptures and how the and how the Persian world sees scriptures was so um, there's just something about that that was just really helpful to me. And then I think later when he shared um, I think I had, well, I had, I had said something about, you know, just being a little envious at times of, you know, what it felt like, you know, God was doing these incredible things in Iran and could maybe sometimes feel like, wow, wasn't it, why isn't he doing those things here? And how Afshin pointed out um, that the church is, is the church, like the whole, the whole, the global church is a thing. And that something that's happening in the Iranian church, um, that's something that, essentially is happening to the global church in a sense, like it matters in the larger sense. And uh, just the way he explained that, which I'm not explaining it well, but that, that I thought about that for days afterwards. It was so encouraging just how he, um, yeah, just the, the way that he was able to give some insight into how Iranian, how Iranians see scriptures and, um, and how we can, how we can be encouraged by that and even learn, certainly learn from them. Um, yeah, that, that conversation in particular was really stood out to me. It's, um, it's definitely worth another listen to the the Afshin episode that was on the uh, the scripture series. I think it was uh, third episode and I, I was able to work on editing that. And so I listened to it quite a number of times and uh, just was so blessed by by the words that he was saying. And we're actually excited because Afshin is going to be on another episode coming up, but I'll, I'll tell you about that later. But I I remember, um, you know, Ruse Bay's encounter with the scriptures. And now you think of Ruse Bay 15, 20 years on and he's leading prayer movements for mm-hmm. Iran and worship. And it all started with him reading the scriptures. And Ali, who was a drug dealer and is and is now translating the scriptures into uh, different Kurdish languages. And uh, and David Yegnazar being able to share the the big picture of just the power of God's word in Iran and how that brings transformation. And when you pray for Iran and you think about how is change going to happen, how are these people going to get freedom? Well, the word of God is bringing freedom every day to people in Iran. And and since the um, the protests have started in Iran in this last month, um, 
there has been over 15,000 New Testaments sent into Iran. And so that's people who are going out every day, risking their freedoms and, and, and going out and giving the word of God to people because they really believe that ultimately it is God's word that will bring true freedom. And we heard stories about that, but those same stories that we've heard are being written today as we speak, as Bibles go out. So please continue to pray for Iran and the power of God's word. Moving into the second year of Jesus Speaks Farsi, we're super excited about some of the series that we've got lined up, some of the speakers that you guys are going to be able to hear from. And the first series title is going to be Encounters with Jesus. So maybe you've heard one or two stories about Islamic people having dreams about Jesus or, you know, a miracle here and there. Well, if you would like to hear from the people themselves that have encountered Jesus in this way, uh, you'll be very excited for the Encounters with Jesus series. I've already actually recorded the first episode of that, and I can assure you it is absolutely wonderful. One of my friends, Asreen, shares her story of how she came to the Lord, and it's just mind-blowing and encouraging at the same time. So, um, Daralyn, what other uh, series do we have coming up in the next year? Well, we're working on a number of series that we're still talking about, but um, starting after Encounters with Jesus, we're hoping to do a church planting series. Uh, that's going to be a um, some conversations where we talk with church planters um, in Iran in particular, and then their experiences of seeing God building his kingdom in that region. Uh, after that, we're hoping to do a legacy or a generation series. Uh, that's going to be really just focusing on interviews with early influential leaders of the modern church movement in Iran. We're excited to have those conversations um, with some with some people we really respect. Um, and then after that, we're, we're hoping to do a prayer series. Uh, we're going to follow up on those conversations with Kayvon and Ruth Bay and felt like there was more to talk about, um, about prayer. And so um, that's the that's the plan and um, are interested in just delving a little bit more into how Iranian Christians are seeing prayer change lives um, and grow the church there in the Iran recent, uh, region. And so if anyone had some questions or things they'd like for us to talk about to email us, and I think in particular with this series, we'd love to hear um, questions from listeners about what they'd like to hear us talk about um, in that particular series. And that again, that's uh, emailing us at contact at elam.com. Yeah, so that's just... great. So if you have a question that you would like to ask one of these Iranian leaders, whether it's about prayers, encounters with Jesus, all that kind of stuff, email them in and hopefully we can get to them. So just to recap, we've got Encounters with Jesus as a series, a church planting series, uh, a legacy series, which I'm super excited about because some of these men and women that were at the beginning of this movement, they have seen a church go from being almost nothing to being completely wiped out to martyrs to Iran being one of the fastest growing churches in the world. So I can't wait to hear from them. And then we will do one on prayer where we will delve into some of those hard to answer questions about prayer. So we are super excited about uh, 
coming to our one year anniversary of Jesus Speaks Farsi. We're so happy if you've been on this journey with us, please share it with other people. But we're also looking forward to what year two looks like with these new series. And uh, with the um, current events in Iran and coming up to the holiday season, we're going to take a break for the next few weeks and we will be coming back just towards uh, the end of Christmas with that first episode of Encounters with Jesus with Asreen. So be on the lookout for that towards the end of December. But for those of you that have been with us for this first year, thank you so much uh, for making this journey um, with us. It's been great. We're excited that you are part of our group of friends and listeners. Please share it and uh, stay with us for the next year because we think you're going to be even more encouraged. You're going to be inspired and you're going to be told about the God that is alive in Iran and is alive in you and he wants to build his kingdom. Jesus Speaks Farsi is produced by Elam Ministries, a nonprofit charity whose mission is to strengthen and expand the church in the Iran region and beyond. For more information and ways to partner, visit elam.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. We would love for more people to learn about what Jesus is doing amongst Persian speakers today.